Today on Lockdown Red Wings, Steve Eiserman has radically changed the direction of this team, of this rebuild, and Scotty and I are all on board, and we are going to talk about it. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Um, I am a producer, a podcast producer for WWJ News Radio 950. And Scotty is host over at Lockdown Tigers as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And Scotty, we have a lot to get to today. So pleasantries aside. Screw what a that. day. I, I don't care how you feel. Um, I know how you, you feel. You know what? You feel that's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well. So right off the bat, man, uh, get into the biggest signing. And we knew it from last night. Bob McKenzie, the night before, said, like, you know, look for these names and these teams when noon hits tomorrow. Honestly, I think we got to make fun of ourselves a little bit and because no one we talked about as our realistic options for the Red Wings in yesterday's episode got signed by the Red Wings. And, yeah. and- no one we gave, like, because when we did these breakdowns for free agency and such, there was a lot of, I mean, it's all hypothetical, right? And Yeah. Um, we did, you know, the the, the top end talent that was going to be available and and whatnot, and then just kind of like nitpicked the the further down ones. And admittedly, cop is one we probably should have looked a little bit more into just because of like the the hometown connection and you know two way forward thing. But um, a, as a whole, I mean, I, I'm not sure any of these dudes were were dudes that you know two weeks ago or last week or whatever when we were trying to make these hypotheticals that we should have been like, oh, like how did we how did we not think of that? Like, I think Stevie just went crazy today. He went crazy. Uh, absolutely. In all the best ways. You know, Andrew Kopp, I honestly thought going into this, when I heard that they were going to make that signing, my initial reaction was, well, no crap. Like, yeah. I felt dumb that we didn't say that because no, he's an Ann Arbor sure. that, native. That's, that's the one where, like, we should have looked more into we it. We should have sure. known that because it makes so much sense after looking at it. Because and we talked, to, we did mention him like weeks ago, months ago, I maybe at this point where we did our free agent overall broad preview, but we didn't do an in depth look at him, and we should have because Ann Arbor native went to University of Michigan was Dylan Larkin's captain yeah, at the University that, yeah. of Michigan. We're now Dylan Larkin. And he joked about this at his introductory press conference. Now Dylan Larkin is his captain here at the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Cop signed a five year. million contract. He played a lot of wing with the New York Rangers, but I think with the Detroit Red Wings, he'll probably play more center because that's where the Red Wings need the most um, help. And I think on the Red Wings team, he is is a fantastic center. Uh, This past year with the Winnipeg Jets slash New York Rangers, he had 21 goals and a total of, what, 52 points. 53 points in this past season, uh, which I believe is a career high. Got some Selkie votes. Uh, really very comparable to who we wanted in Vincent Trocek, but you got him mm-hmm. for the same term, or Trocek not the same term, paid. same money, but two years less for a guy who's also two years younger. Yep. So comparable contracts, Cop is definitely the way better deal. I really like this deal also from the standpoint, Scotty, that Andrew Cop not only can provide a decent production from a second-line center, but is also 
very well renowned for his defensive capabilities. He's very good on both sides of the puck, which is why he got, you know, one or two Selkie votes this past season, because this team's biggest issue outside of like positional needs was team defense. And that's been addressed time and time and time again, this off season. And Steve Eiserman clearly went into today's free agent frenzy with the plan in mind, improve team defense, because a lot of the signings he made address just that problem. And Andrew cop is for so many reasons, the perfect signing. I, I couldn't agree more. I, this is a, a fantastic move in my eyes. And there's a lot of reasons why, like you said, you know, you pointed out a lot of them. He's such a good defender as a forward. This is a team that, that had, you know, Swiss cheese defense. And, and so to bring in somebody who's going to play, you know, whatever, 18 to 20 a night and, and to be able to provide just big time plus defense in, in the forward position is beautiful. Um, center depth also, you know, like all the boxes you wanted to check, you got almost all of them checked in one player. Like this is the, and, and I'm not trying to hype this dude up to, to be, you know, like a, like a heart candidate, obviously, but, um, like he's, he's not even going to be on our first line, but this is a, a guy who's going to be very, very solid defensively. He's going to be really solid offensively. And, and when you surround him with now pretty solid scoring depth, and we'll get into some of the additions that we made, plus what we already had at the four position, you know, we have some dudes that can put the puck in the net and him being in the center of all that is going to be fantastic. And the biggest thing is like we keep talking about is obviously the defense, but my favorite part, I guess, of this signing is the special teams. The special teams has been such a, a catastrophic, uh, honestly, failure for the last several years. And, and this past season, it was uh, an absolute train wreck again, like it was two seasons ago. And, now we have a, a guy who has the potential to be unbelievably solid on the penalty kill. Um, I, I mean, this is a, a, a team that last year, you, you know, the, the penalty kill, honestly, the power play also, both specialties were just really bad. Yeah. And, uh, and and so, you know, we, we got some some dudes to kind of help the power play that we'll talk about later in the show. But this is a, a prototype of what you want on your penalty kill. Just the amount of boxes he checks, the amount of holes that he fills in in one signing cannot be stressed enough. I I, I could not say enough good things about this signing. And again, the uh, player cards we're going to show in today's episode are courtesy of Evolving Hockey. Make sure you guys go there you subscribe because their in-depth data on what makes these players tick is phenomenal. As you can see with Andrew Kopp, he is 82nd overall percentile um, among all forwards in the NHL at goals above replacement. So he is in the top 18% of all forwards. And like Scotty was saying, his special teams is what makes him so um, dynamic. You can see here that he was fantastic, shorthanded on the penalty kill, got some power play time as well. That's why his defense is so special. Not only is he good at even strength defense, but it's really special teams on the penalty kill where his defense tends to thrive, which is why he's so highly rated defensively. This is the first signing, and this signing especially. So, like, even beyond Cop himself as a player, this signing moves the needle so much for the Detroit Red Wings because, one, Andrew Cop was one of the most sought-after free agents this offseason. 
Granted, he's from Michigan, so that probably made it easier to get him at five years, a little over $5 million per season, which again, guys, you usually have to overpay for free agents. This is not necessarily an overpay. He just turned 28, just turned 28. So you're going to get him for his entire 28 year, his entire 29 year, 30, 31, finishing out in 32. So his contract's going to be up as he exits his prime. Meanwhile, you're paying him a little, somewhere between five and six million, which is not the worst contract in the world you can give a guy who is going to be your second line center, especially when you look at Vincent Trocek, who's getting paid the same per year, is two years older and got a seven-year contract with the New York Rangers. They could have kept Cop. well, Granted, if Cop wanted to leave and go home, that's a different thing altogether. Much like Man, they, Johnny, they much like how Goudreau wanted to go home, but right. Well, that. that's a whole different <laughs> thing. Yeah, but they they interviewed uh, they interviewed Cop on I think it was ESPN's coverage of the trade or of the free agency starting, and um, he said that he didn't even really hear from New York, and it was pretty clear that they didn't even want to make too much of an attempt to bring him back. And he was like, "Yeah, it's gonna light a fire under me a little bit." Like I'll admit it. So like it's just. Coming home, uh, we we love a dude that's got a fire lit on lit under him. Like I'm 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 really pumped. This was this was such a nonetheless of what followed, which is more really solid signings that that we're fans of. But just an, an incredible way to start off the day because that immediately, like I said, check you know center depth, offense, defense, special teams, like that that immediately checks so many boxes all in one, whatever five point two five million dollar signing. So there's another big thing with this Andrew Cop signing that I want to touch on before we move on to our next player. But today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. This next sponsor is something that you guys got to take literally every day. Come on now, what are we doing? Uh, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to cover to recover. It cost them $100 a day. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We're talking about the free agents that the Red Wings have signed. And Andrew Kopp, I had one more thing I wanted to get to on this signing. And I talked, I kind of hinted towards it about how this moves the needle and how it's a good signing. The reason it moves the needle is one, not only is he a great player and the contract's good, five year contract that Steve Eiserman has signed Andrew Kopp to. That is, that has huge implications for two reasons. One, because he has never handed out a contract this long in his tenure as the Detroit Red Wings general manager. And that signals my second point, which means 
guys, this team is done tanking. We were speculating that the Red Wings might just get a lot of more Band-Aid pieces and drag it out because Connor Bedard is going to be in the next draft. And he's supposed to be an absolute stud. Like some people are saying, generational talent level prospect. But were the Red Wings going to be bad enough to get there? Steve Eiserman says no. This is a clear indication that this team is looking to take a, not just a small step forward, but a competitive step forward. With the signing of Cop to a five-year deal at that value, Steve Eiserman saying it's time to make a push to become a competitive team and try and make a run at the playoffs. And that is compounded with every other signing he made today. Absolutely. No, I I think it really is a uh, a, a turning of the page here. And I, I think that this is good Bob a, Seger song. A hundred absolutely. Um I it's it's a it's a sign that yeah, I mean everything you said, like I'll just echo everything you said. Like it's 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 very much a a, a sign that uh, intentional losing is over. This is intent. We had what thirty two mil in cap space and spent twenty plus of it. Uh, like that is that is not you, you know you, you don't do that for for fun. You, you do that with intent. And there were a lot of of lengthy you know four or five year deals in mixed in there too. This is this is intentional and you know it's game time. I love that you just mentioned that too, that he spent about 20 million in cap. Um, because when you count in the Ville Huso signing that they made uh, after they traded for him in last week's draft, they spent $25 million of their 35 million. I think officially they have about $11 million left and they still have to extend Larkin, extend Bertuzzi and sign their RFAs, which will eat up a lot more of that remaining cap cap, but they are going to have plenty of cap left with maneuverability and tons of expiring contracts this next year. So I want to bring to the forefront that just because Steve Eisman spent $25 million, he didn't spend to the cap. He made this team radically better without spending to the cap and leaving himself plenty of maneuverability. Leaving like 10 mil, which is right. 10, 10 mil. And like the 10 mil, like you said, will be eaten up a lot by, by some re-signings and stuff. But there's a lot of, of, uh, People say it doesn't exist. Cap manipulation is a big thing. And we have every uh, resource possible to, to do a lot of that as well. Um, it is, it, it's, it's fun. I, I'm you, just really pumped. You look at the UFAs for next year as well. So you have 11 million right now. Again, some of that's going to go away because of extensions. Although those extensions won't even hit the books until next season. Yeah. Um, you have, Nadelkovich is going to be a UFA. I would expect them to resign him. Yep. Stephen Comfort will be a UFA. Osterley will be a UFA. Oli Mata will be a UFA. Adam Ernie will be a UFA. Oscar Sundquist will be a UFA. Pew Suter will be a UFA. I expect a Bertuzzi and a Larkin extension, so I'm not really worried about that. But all those guys I named, Sans Alex Nadalkovich, can be moved or let go and improved on. So while you spent $25 million and improved this roster radically, it can be then further improved on next year. So you think this year is a step in the right direction. Steve Eisman has left himself open for so much more next offseason. And that is such an exciting facet of this of this free agency that this team still has so much space to grow on the roster. Absolutely. Uh, but that's not even talking about any of the players they signed. I mean, that's just overall. What do you want to like talk next? Um, 
Oh, that's a good one. Da- either David Perron or Let's do Perron. Let's you want to do Perron? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's do Perron. Because that, that's fun. Like that's that's, that's just like objectively fun. So that's two years, 4.75 AAV. Um, he's 34 years old. Like that's just that's great goal scoring wing, winger depth. And like that's that's just awesome. And, and it's only, you know, oh, it's only a this is another signing that will slap you in the face as like, hey, losing's over. He's 34 and you sign him to a two-year deal. You don't sign 34-year-olds to two-year deals with the intention of, oh, we're playing for three years down the road. No, that you do those moves when you are intending to win now. And this is a dude that is a, a good defensive forward. Again, another solid defensive forward and helps the offense a lot. Um, I am very excited. This signing makes me very happy. Uh, I would expect, honestly, quite a few of the free agents we signed today to all be on the ice at the same time quite frequently. Yeah. There's, there's a lot, you know, that this is kind of filling out the the, the second line. You can play, uh, you can play Perron. You know, we, we have a l- kind of question mark-ish at like left wing, whether Burt is going to be up there or stay at the second line like he was last season. So there's some stuff you can do, but but um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I love this move as well. I love it too. Um, the initial reaction a lot of Red Wings fans have is, "Oh, he's thirty-four years old. I didn't want anyone this old." I this is something that people got to understand. Two years. David Perron, not even that. I mean, yeah, two years is great because it, it's really not going to hurt you in the long run. But he's been consistently second yeah. line level production his entire career. I you just mentioned yeah. it a second ago. <laughs> he scored twenty-seven goals last season with the St. Louis Blues. At 33, 34 years old, in his age 34 season, he scored 27 goals for the St. Louis Blues. Granted, a lot of that came on the power play, but that is a good thing for the Detroit Red Wings because what did they lack this season? Power play goals. He is a power play goal machine. He's a shoot-first winger who flies down and will take a shot as soon as he gets on his stick. But he's also defensively responsible at 5-on-5. You know, you see here on his chart the one big the thing is that his expected goals above replacement at five on five was much higher than his actual. So you can expect that his goals above replacement to actually probably be better this season, just by the fact that his expected goals were so much better than what his output would be. This screams that he was probably just unlucky in a lot of cases, but you see that power play offense. This is a guy who's going to go on your offense uh, on your power play one power play two, and he's going to bring goals. And that's what another thing this team needs. Iserman went out of his way to get defensively responsible forwards, but didn't also forget about the fact that the team needs to score more goals. It's, it, yeah, it's and just again, incredibly steady move. What, yeah, like, what do you want out of special teams? You want a guy that could, that can, that can score. And, and that is sound defensively. There you go. David Perron. Welcome. <laughs> you are a Detroit Red Wing. Like it, this is, Again, like every when we talked in our in our pre free agency show and like what this team needed and everything, they he he checked every box like two or three times over. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it, it's just it's awesome. It's awesome. What, so again, going back to what you were just talking about with those boxes, those boxes specifically were for us things that we said. We mentioned it with Derek Lalonde in in his introductory press conference episode. The three things for us that this team needs to do to get better was center depth, special teams, and defense. And so far, these first two signings have been exactly that. Yep. Andrew Kopp has been center depth and special teams and defense all right. in one. David Perron is not center depth, but he's special teams and he's defensively responsible. 
So like those boxes are getting checked every step of the way. So I, I absolutely am in, I'm in love with the David Perron signing too. I don't care well, about his age. He's been consistent his entire uh, life. Let's let's talk about your your favorite side of the day next. Uh, we'll, we'll do we'll, we'll do, do your favorite and then we'll do my favorite. All right, it sounds good. Sounds <laughs> all good. right, all right. Um, got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar before we can get to that though. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift. I should probably and sh- there we go. There you go. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. The best part of built puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They're the perfect treat, perfect when you are, you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack. They are an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk pu- Built Puffs right now. You go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. Dot com. Final segment, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. I got a sneaking suspicion, Scotty, this is going to be a two-parter because there's just so much to cover with a lot of these guys. Um, we're going to get to the three biggest names, I guess, here in this episode. And that third biggest name would be uh, Ben Chirot. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're not doing our favorite ones. <laughs> okay. Oh, when you <laughs> no. were, when, hey, let's do, let's do Chirot. Let's do Chirot. When you said your favorite, I assumed you were being facetious with no, the way the not. way I interpreted it. I, I was not, but we yeah, Sherrod is is a guy. If we want to pick just three to talk about in this one, Sherrod is 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 one that needs to be addressed for sure. Yeah, I genuinely thought I interpreted that as you like sarcastically. No, I, I actually <laughs> wanted to hear your favorite, Brian. Right. Um, my sneaky favorite, who we'll talk about in tomorrow's episode now because. There's a miscommunication. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, my my favorite tomorrow <laughs> too, because like we're getting to three. We made so many moves. We're getting to three guys today because yeah, that that's all we have time for. But um, yeah, Sherrod is, is is a yike. So this one, um, this is the one head scratcher uh, of the day for sure. I I think most people kind of have this uh, ha- have this. I don't want to say blind, but this belief in Steve that whatever. He does. It's going to work out usually more times than it's not. And, um, you know, Sherratt at, at what was it? Four years, 4.75. AAB. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's, that's, you know, not, not a, not a little amount of money and not a little amount of years, uh, for a guy who kind of fell off a cliff production wise this season. Um, I, I think a lot of things can be true here. I think that, he can still be productive in a winged wheel. And I also think that you can be like, why are you giving this money to a non-first line defender? Um, I, I think that I think that both can be true. Like both sides can be can be true. We don't have to be so black and white about it. I think that there is a role that he fills. I, I think, you know, kind of a, a physical, kind of a bruiser type, uh, maybe can stand up for some guys like Giovanni Smith is really the only 
dude that your head is kind of on a swivel on if you're the opponent while you're out there. Uh, and he got healthy scratched a lot last season. So like oh. this is yeah, no. So that, so I, I... <laughs> so this is uh this is a guy that that you know is gonna be in the lineup every single night and, and is gonna bring some, you know, wreak havoc in front of the net and, and, and all that kind of I don't know, intangible stuff, I guess. But uh I mean the production the last couple of seasons, especially this past year, has been I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. It's been really brutal. Yeah, uh, this is an interesting signing. So he's 31 years old. His contract will be up at his age 35 season. 4.75 million for a guy who just, by all advanced metrics, is not very good. I there is some clearly some kind of disconnect between the hockey community and what general managers see because. This is a guy and for a first. He got traded for a first round pick of the trade deadline. And now Steve Eisman. And now we gave him f- almost five four, over four years. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's there's clearly something that we are not seeing as the hockey community that Steve Eisman and the rest of the you know hockey elite think of this guy. And I, I don't get it. You see here if you're watching or, or if you're listening, I'll describe it to you. He is a two percent overall goals above replacement. His Second offensive rank oh, yeah. is 32% and his defensive rank is 1%. While Scotty was talking, you probably heard me go, ooh, well, that was because I changed it three years. I'm like, okay, well, he's been better in the past. That did not make it better. It made it significantly worse. Three years, over the past three years, he's a one percentile yeah, defenseman his, his overall. His defense is a 10 instead of a one, but the offense is a 12. So it's it, it's not good and it's not just the goals above replacement metric either uh jay fresh posted his hockey stat card on twitter check out jay fresh his stuff's great um he's an eight percentile at wins above replacement you know he this is a guy who's ranked at the bottom of the league in all the advanced metrics and the only reason i can see him getting this money in this term like this is the first Test I've had in my Steve Eiserman faith is this signing. <laughs> when they said he was close to being signed with the Detroit Red Wings, I was like, okay. If it's a short term, not a lot of money. No, I, I agree. Not I, I would, like if it was a one or a two year deal for for whatever, like three ish mil, I would have been like, all right, that'll be off the books quickly. You know, provide yeah. some physicality. But he's here a while. He's like essentially part of your core. Yeah, he's what thirty one, and you're gonna have until he's thirty five. Yeah. And so, I mean, there, there's value here in his game. I'm not trying to say there's not, but four years, 4.75, his value is exactly what you said. He's a big physical guy who plays hard in front of his own net. There is value there. And these advanced metrics don't necessarily take it's, that into account. And that I recognize. For sure. I mean, this this objectively, you know, we, we could have paid him a billion dollars. Objectively, this defense is going to have size. This yeah. is going to be a big defense, uh, a big and or physical, I should say, mm-hmm. defense. Like this is, this is going to be a, a, a much more physical and, and have a lot more size uh, on on the blue line than we've seen in, in a while on this team. Um, and, and yeah, you know, he'll he'll protect Cider a little bit, protect Larks and 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 such, which is which is nice. It's it's just. He's the highest paid defenseman on this team right now. Right. Right. <laughs> and 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 you know, he, he's already in in his early 30s. It's it's just this is um like I said, I, I think a lot of things can be true. And I'm not trying to just be like a blind apologist for whatever. Like if you think that this is just a horrible signing, there's no justification for it, that's totally your right. But 
I, I, I just think a lot of things can be true. I think that he can provide some, like possibly, hopefully, valuable minutes as you know, like a second line defenseman. Um, but but I also, you know, it's it's a lot of money, and and I think like you can be you can scratch your head at the fact that we paid a non first line aging defenseman coming off a, a a pretty brutal last two seasons production wise uh the the contract we did but also realize you know he, he might still be able to to provide us some production uh down the line well and i have this and that's you kind of you said the thing there that is the issue with ben chiro is he's been consistently put into a position to be the first pair defenseman where that's oh, not what right. his role should be. But I have this gut feeling that that's going to be his role on this Red Wings team. I, As the left-handed defenseman and the veteran, I have a feeling he's going to be paired with Moritz Sider. And I don't yep. necessarily think that's going to be an awful pair just because I think they could complement each other. But we just got done with the season of pairing Moritz Sider with a veteran who underperforms his contract. And now it's just like, so again, Steve Eiserman has a certain level of clout in the hockey community, uh, not just amongst Red Wings fans, but amongst NHL players as well, that I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And he could have just found a diamond in the rough. You know, every move he's made thus far, like I've said before, has either benefited the Red Wings or at the very least not hurt the Red Wings. And that is what you want to see at a rebuilding team. This signing was the first time my faith has been tested. And again, I think there's value in Ben Chiro and the fact that he does provide at times some dazzling offensive plays. He's a good skater and he's not afraid to play, use his size in front of the net. And I think that is important, but to pay that 4.75 million across four years is just a real tough pill to swallow. It's a tough sell. It's a tough sell, but uh, you know, as they say, that's why they play the games. Only time will tell. So I, I, you know, We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure it'll be a topic of conversation pretty much every single game night throughout, uh, throughout the, the first year of his contract, at least. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but, but yeah, definitely, um, definitely one that, that we're going to have to see to believe. Oh, it's gonna be interesting, but I kind of ha- hate to end the episode on a, a more pessimistic note overall. Scotty, oh, I'm, I'm beyond excited with the day. I, and, I and love still several more signings. We'll, we'll do a part two. We'll finish up tomorrow and talk about, you know, the rest of the moves or if we make more tomorrow um, and, and we'll get to all of them. But, but I mean, I, I am, I am beyond excited. And, and like we talked about at the beginning, the biggest thing is really just um, that uh, we're, we're, we're trying to win. And yes. it's been a while since really any, Detroit sports team period has really had that mindset. So really excited. This is a turn for the better for the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, everything we said uh, throughout the episode about the aggressiveness showing that they're done tanking the fact that they still have a ton of maneuverability within the cap after all these signings as well. Steve is going to set this team up to take a huge step forward to compete for a playoff spot, but also get left them room to get even better in the future. Uh, Well, I'll, I'll, I I know we got to get out of here, but I also want to say that with all of the the talent we brought in, um, I am pretty confident a forward is getting moved. 
Oh yeah, no, we didn't even talk about that. We, I mean, we, especially with all the left wings. We can talk about it more in depth, you know, on on tomorrow's show when we do the part two. But um, I'm like pretty darn confident that that we are going to to move a forward. And I don't know if it's if it's like it's obviously not going to be Larkin, but like I mean, Bert's due for an extension. Like that would be a, a kind of a crazy one, but you'd get a pretty sizable return or like the easy one that everybody loves to point to is just, oh, it's Sedina because like that's the easy target. And there's honestly a few more that like, Adam Marty could get moved. Right. Easy. Like there's it's it's not just as simple as those two dudes. There's quite a few guys on this team that could. But I, I am after just day one of free agency, I went from like, oh, like we'll see what happens to someone is getting traded <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, we'll do a part two and uh, we'll cover the rest of these guys that got uh, signed. Almost, I kept wanting to say traded because now we got trading on the brain. Uh, the rest of these guys that got signed as well as anyone else who gets signed. Um, that was a long vocal pause. I hate that. Uh, <laughs> God, ew. did it again. We should probably mention that Marco Casper signed as an entry-level contract before we sign off. There's not yeah. much there with Woo. that, but he did. Hey, we'll take it. Uh, Red Wings were also cheeky about it, too. They waited until exactly noon to announce yeah. that That's because brutal. they knew everyone wanted them to announce the cop trade. And so, of course, exactly at noon, they announced signing. dude. Signing. What are you doing? Got trade on the brain. The Andrew Cop <laughs> signing. Uh, they waited until exactly noon to announce the Casper signing. That's, yeah. that's cheeky as hell. But it anyways, is. I love my Red Wings. Uh, can't wait for the fall, man. Oh, October can't mm. come soon enough. Be back with you guys tomorrow for part two of this. Uh, same time, same place. See your team every, every day. day.